is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist. Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. He shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. Don't Dave. My mind is going, Dave. That's what I call rock and B-roll. Yeah. I wish we had B-roll on this podcast because so sometimes it's all, all the time it ain't so hot this podcast yeah you're supposed to cut that up and so. just use it as little inserts but instead the whole thing is b-roll no a-roll on yeah. this so this i'm show. on the correct internet for What's twice that? for twice you got it i'm just saying we got no a-roll man we got no a-roll that's supposed to be the body of the show we're all b-roll right I'm with you. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling that. That's the special sauce, though. So it makes it so great, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what I was going to say is I'm on the right internet. Good. Tonight. I start out the right internet. I hope it works, though. Because I feel like my internet's been a little wonky for the last couple minutes before we connected here. So... No, really? But it's one of these things where I never know if it's just Jesus, psychological. Just start over. Like You'll come back eventually. to be slow when they're not. So I'll make a mark of that. Ha, huh, what about that? I was just saying well, the internet look. was wonky and <laughs> you know. I had to do a weird reconnection. <laughs> it was like perfectly timed. You just said like, I feel like my internet has been a little wonky. Er, all gone. Where's Brad? I don't know where he is. Who knows? I mean, why is your we internet like so wonky? Should we start over? Do we have to recount it down? Why. I just keep what going. You, oh, that'll be fun. Okay, good. Well, I did make a note of it. So, all right. We'll just, wow, uh, this is messed up. Yeah, it's bad. Um, well, part of it, part, <laughs> Jesus, part of it, you know, I was a little late. I was a little late. Sorry about that. But part of it was my brother got married, like, what day is this? You know, it doesn't matter. Like four days ago. And we just got nice. back from Florida. Four days? Two days? I don't know how many days. He got married a couple of days ago. Brother Dave. There he is. Brother Dave got married. So that was a whirlwind trip down to Florida. Destination wedding. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Smashed into a couple cars. No big deal. Everything came out all right. And, um... Now I'm back, and I'm just so rolling right into it. You smashed up your, you smashed up your your rental car. I wouldn't s- smash is a very strong word, Brad. Smash is you a, scraped. Even scrape is a little strong, a little strong, right. just a Nudged. little too strong. Maybe um, abraded. Abraded. Okay. Kind of like a scrape, but a gentle scrape. And short, very short script. And I don't think abrasions are necessarily short. They're just not very deep. So this was whatever the term is for a short abrasion. Okay. But two different cars. Two. What kind of a car was it? Was it one of these muscle cars? No, I didn't get the muscle car this time. I didn't. I wasn't so into that. I thought I'd be more into it than I was. Do you want to talk about You're the Challenger franchise after the last? Yeah, experience. like a car is a car. You know, it's going to be a bicycle like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and I'll ride around singing like raindrops are falling on my head and shit. I don't like cars, Brad. I don't like them. So you thought you liked cars. So so I I know we talked before about how you got disillusioned with the muscle car. So you're back. But I didn't realize you're full on off that wagon complete. You're back to just like who cares about cars? I'm, I'm back on that. I, I wouldn't, I'm a little tentative to even say I'm on a wagon because it's a little too car-like. Right, okay. I don't know what to tell you, I just, I hate them, Brad, I hate them. I don't like them. No, no, 
people. I hate them. I hate them. A lot of, yeah, I'm not too into them. There was a lot of car if I induced think of them stress. As a thing that I live in. Well, wait. <laughs> Do you live in your car? Can I ask you that first before I, we continue? I don't. I don't. Then why would you think about but them? Maybe that way? I don't like houses. I hate houses more than cars. So I would trade in a house for a car, maybe. Oh, I got you. Um, I'd trade in a house for a car. I'd like to just live in my car. It would be a lot easier. Down by the river? Down by rivers are good. Down by oceans, mountains, plains. It's all good. I could see a lot of the world here in North America that way. Would the car float? Um, No. That's why I'm limited to North America. So you wouldn't have a... A boat car. You just have like a regular car. Yeah, I couldn't drive. I mean, I mean, maybe to be honest, a boat car would be pretty cool. I think it'd be pretty kick ass. A little duck but boat. Then we're getting too far out of one thing at a time. Let's start with the car. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gone there. I'm just all out of sorts. I don't know what to tell you. I hear you. A lot going on. I hear man. You. Me too. Lot. Way too much going on. You got to fly out in the morning. I think on both our ends right now. What are you doing in the morning? Where are you going? What are you doing? As much as you can say. I don't want to get you in trouble. Sure. No, no, no. I'm. Yeah, I'm getting up early. I'm getting on the tarmac, boarding the plane while it's still dark out. You traveling north? Heading over to good old KC, Kansas City. You're going to Kansas City. Talk about a destination. Hey, you got some good barbecue. That's what I hear. And uh, maybe some good, uh, I don't know, Lev Sarsaparilla there? Sioux City? Could have that, maybe. I don't know. That's a good one. <laughs> May have to go a little more west. I'm not sure. But seriously, Kansas City might be just a tad warmer than where you are. Maybe a couple degrees. Maybe like four degrees. Oh. Only a couple, though. Only a couple, not substantially. We have some, like, negative 35 wind chill tonight here. <sighs> That's the warning. Um, Don't hmm. go outside. You'll freeze to death before you reach the first <laughs> marker. <laughs> Better take your tauntaun. Um, yeah, we're going to get, like, neg 20, maybe. But not quite neg 35. And I think that the Washington, D.C. area is going to see zero for the first time since Herbert Walker Bush was in office. So that's been a while, I guess. Yeah. Zero. I didn't realize it was quite that. I mean, it's not that much further south from where I am, but. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. We hit zeros all the time up here. Nah, it makes a difference. We're in a different growing zone than you. Yeah, I think so. Well, I know so. You cross over that zone. I know so. You cross over the zone. Although the zones keep moving north. Both of us changed zones in the last 10 to 15 years. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, I believe I did know that. Yeah. Because when I was... That is a rather inconvenient truth. <laughs> Because when I was growing up, I grew up in the Poconos, and damn, man, I remember seeing negative 18. That's not wind chill. That was like the thermometer outside the kitchen. I remember looking at it like, yeah, oh, shit, that thing's broken. I didn't say, oh, shit. I probably said, dang. Well, maybe I didn't even say that. I said, golly, that thing's broken. But it wasn't. It was actually negative 18. Even the mercury was like sh shrinking back in on itself. No good. And then the wind was blowing. We had like negative 40 wind chills. Maybe worse. Although no worse than my aunt, who lived in Barrow for a while. Taught school up there. Neg 50 temperature. Yeah, that's not good. Well, that's with wind chill, though. No, the temperature. Windchill was probably negative ninety. Barrow. Barrow. Where where was Barrow? The very top of Alaska, on the edge of okay. the Bering Sea. But the nope. Yes. All right. Not the Bering Sea. The uh, fucking. Is it the Bering Sea? Yeah, frozen part, but still a sea. The Bering Sea is up there. Well, it's it's the frozen part in the winter, though. 
the Bering Strait. No, north of there. Here, Barrow, Alaska. It's at the top, you know? Just Google Maps like Barrow. Look, we made it 11 minutes. That's pretty good before we start Googling shit. But it's basically on the the top. You can't get farther north in the continental United States than Barrow, Alaska. How about that? Let's just say that. So whatever you... The Arctic Ocean. It's not the Bering Sea. I'm sorry. It's the Arctic Ocean. The Arctic Ocean. That sounds way worse. Way worse. Beaufort Sea, maybe... If you want to get technical, but Arctic Ocean, you could walk to like Siberia, maybe here and there at the right time of year. So she, Jesus, just saying the same shit over and over. We keep, she threw the hot water out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Froze went in snow. Talked about it 25 times. Same shit over and over, whatever. But she lived up there. You can't get further north town wise. Barrow, Alaska. And really, there's just a tiny little strip of land that goes like one mile farther north, but I can't imagine like what that actually is. Maybe it might be a little sandbar 12 feet under the ice or some shit. Um, they didn't have septic systems. You had to take a like a 44 Magnum with you in case of polar bears everywhere. And you just didn't go outside. And yet that is not the coldest well, place on earth. Where, where do you think that is? Uh, Antarctica? Incorrect. It's the place that I want North to retire. Pole. No, it's northern Siberia. I mean, you're getting close to the North Pole, but it's... Uh, northern Siberia. Oymyakon, Russia. Yes. So why would you retire there? Well, maybe I wouldn't even retire there. I would just go there. I'm a man of extremes, Brad. That is true. That is true. That does, that, so, yeah, you're right. Going there does fit your profile. It does. I, do I need to have a reason just to be up there and also live to tell about it and make it back? That'd be something, wouldn't it? I mean, if you look at where Oymyakon, Russia is, mm-hmm, it's insanity. Mm-hmm. You're not into that. I I sense some sort of misgiving about that. No, I think you should get going. Well. Get up there. Yeah. So you can move on to the next thing. I got to keep contributing to my retirement, though. You know? So are you going to go up there when you're 70? 75? Well, maybe I'll hit it big. Now's the time. Now? Now. Do I cash it out or let it keep accruing, though? Or should I not care about that? You tell me. I'll do whatever you I'm say. I'm sure you can budget how much this trip would cost and then put a little aside and, and make it over there. <sighs> could probably do it for a couple grand. For what? For how much? A couple grand? I'm just guessing. I don't really know. A couple I kinda- grand, I said. I kind of want to see the Sea of Akhaz. percent of half a million. Five grand. <laughs> Five grand. Yes, sir. Is that is that our cue to play the minute at this point? Or we're back the to the movie. Yes. We went uh, veering down into northern and eastern Siberia, and now it's time to play a minute of the Big Lebowski. I think that's what's happened. Well. Let her uh, rip. Your money is being held by a kid named Larry Sellers. He lives in North Hollywood on Radford uh, by the In-N-Out Burger. Oh, fucking brat, but I, I'm sure your goons can get it off him. I mean, he's 15. Punk uh, and social studies. So, if you could just uh, write me a check for my 10% of half a million, five grand, I'll go out and mingle. Asian Jackie. 15-year-old kid. Is this some sort of a joke? Oh, no joke. The funny stuff, Jackie. The kids got it. Hi, fellas. 
There it is. We're still in Jackie Treehorn's house. Yeah. I remember the last minute you were like, this is a difficult minute because not much has happened. How do you feel about this minute? Um, this minute is, a, I mean, there's a little more going on. The dude, like the Mickey or the Molly, as you call it, tries to, it fully takes hold. I interchange them. I don't, some echoey talking. I don't want to be a male chauvinist about things. I want to be equal opportunity with my hallucinogens. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, the, um, there's some, yeah, echoey talking reverberation. The dude mentions in and out burger again. He does his math wrong. As we already mentioned, he goes from the, uh, you know, 10% of half a million, which makes previously the previous part even more funny. We were so quick to accept this deal for $5,000. <laughs> right. Finder's fee, 10%. All right, you got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Dig the way you do business, Jackie. <laughs> yep. And then the dude lets him know his money is being held by Larry Sellers. He does divulge pretty much all the truth. He's being very truthy here. As far as he knows. Little as does he know the truth is completely elusive to all parties at all times. What is truth, Brad? He's being truthy as far as the dude knows, you know? Yeah, he's trying to be truthy. He's not trying to pull anything over on him. And, you know, when he gets this, he gets this these drugs in the Caucasian, like... The, the dude's in some serious danger at that point, I feel. Like, it's pretty perilous. This is kind of the most... Is this the most danger he's been in? I mean, he did have nihilists screaming at him in the tub. He was getting his head dunked by the treehorn thugs. He did get punched out by one of Maud's people. There's something about this that seems like, okay, he's in... Jackie, like Jackie Treehorn is somehow a step above. He draws a lot of water in Malibu, you know? Yeah, he, we will find out that he draws a lot of water. I would say and that he... Go on. Well, I, I was just going to say, well, keep that, though. Don't lose that. I don't want you to lose that. I was going to say, psychologically, both from the dude's point of view, well, maybe not from the dude's point of view, but definitely from the audience's point of view, this is the most ominous and perilous it has been. Yes. You well, got like because it's reversed voices and duplicated voices. The music gets dark. And I don't know. You've just heard a lot about Jackie Treehorn from like minute three or four or something. And he is. I think I think he's the antagonist, as we've discussed previously. He's the main baddie. We finally met him. And you just had a sense that. Things aren't going to go great. And this is a moment. So they're they're still surprising us. The Cohen brothers. How how far are we into this? Almost 80 minutes by the end. Well, 80 minutes by the end of this minute. You weren't sure if it was going to take like a Fargo turn. <laughs> and right. like maybe the dude is going to get chopped into little bits and like chewed up into a wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Because Treehorn He's like a crime boss. I mean, sure, he's in the smut business, but, you know, he obviously... He's sending thugs around? Thugs, you know, trying to collect money he's owed, right? This is like, he's a kingpin. Let's face it, he employs thugs, and he's not afraid to deploy them. Yeah, he deploys (laughs) them in order to get what's his. He definitely, there's definitely like kind of a mob boss vibe. And a kind of a, you know, there, yeah, there's this like organized crime vibe going here. So, and he's the big, yeah, he's, he's, this is like the, almost like the boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. And the dude didn't realize it. He's all like, Hey, hey, not realizing this is the boss fight in the big Lebowski video game. He did try to make that little drawing. Well, he didn't try. He made a little uh, scraping of whatever he wrote down. So he did like make a cursory effort. Give him that much credit. But he did, I think, underestimate and take the situation too lightly. Yeah, without a doubt. And it reminds me, because before we compare this to Boogie Nights, and there's something about... Are you going to talk about Alfred Molina? Yes. Oh, fuck. 
We've talked about this before, too, but it was like two years ago. So who gives I a know. shit? Well, it all comes around. Let's bring it like, back. It is, there I was love just this. something spiritually about this similar to me. Like, here They're you are. connected. They're definitely connected, those two scenes. Yeah, we have this bumbling guy in over his head, doesn't even realize how much he's in over his it's head. Like, then suddenly it's like, oh, shit, I'm in over my head. <laughs> Bad. Once Tom Jane gets blown away as he opens the door, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. You got the bodyguard over there weighing all the coke. Mm-hmm. They see the gun hanging out. Oh, shit. <laughs> the guy's throwing the firecrackers. Yes. Oh, my what's God. The, what are, what are, what's the equivalent of the firecrackers in this scene? Well, see, this scene, so it's not quite the same, right? Because that scene was so exquisitely painful. Exquisitely drawn out. painful. Mm. This doesn't quite have that, but this does have the. There's just something. I mean, again, it's a, there's a similar spirit to it, right? And even the whole way they're like kind of he's kind of like lounging on the couch, right? Well, this guy is standing up, clearly, like in a whole other dimension and than another, the guy sitting on the couch. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, come here, I have a seat on my couch. I'm going to stand over you. You know, now. talking about spiritually, like if we're going to interconnect these scenes from these two different movies spiritually, what's funny about, if you want to, I guess we're going to contrast them now, the dude in this scene, the prote- the protagonist, did I get it right? Protagonist? I think you did. Okay, nailed it. He's the one that's drugged, and the bad guys, the antagonists, I'm not sure about that one, I don't care. The antagonists are sober. Whereas in Boogie Nights, I think everybody's fucked up. No, that's true. So the dude is, I mean, he wins even though he about, he's about to get his ass kicked as bad as he can possibly get his ass kicked here. Because he gets arrested. He's been dodging the cops this whole movie. And now he ends up in the chief of police of Malibu's office. Well, I mean, he... You're saying he gets beat up as bad as he does throughout the entire film. This is obviously this not is as bad as he he could be. Darkness. The, the wood chipper could be in the next scene. Right. We don't right. know. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. As bad as he gets beaten up in this film. Yes. This is his dark night of the soul coming up right now. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I shouldn't get in there. We have other things to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm always jumping ahead. I do have, I don't have a revisit. I'm very sorry about that. But I do well, have. I think it's, it's good when we don't have revisits. It means we, we got it all the first time. We did. Well, you didn't have anything to say about it anyway. So it doesn't really matter. True enough. Audio note. So I'm going to, I know we had a little um, disagreement, mild disagreement about when exactly the dude got drugged by Jackie? Like, when did he put the roofie or the molly or the morky in there? True. And I will counter you with, if you go, and I think it starts at like, so maybe this does qualify as a revisit, so maybe two seconds before this movie's, this minute starts at 78.58, Jackie's Mm -hmm. walking over, and you hear a little ice tinkle so he's putting ice in there at Mm -hmm. 7858 now he starts to pour it in at like right when this minute starts right at 7900 okay puts the Kahlua down now he's going to do something picks up the vodka now maybe that's a giant bottle of like roofie infused vodka like maybe absolute has you know, they're on some sort of weird little marketing campaign. It's like absolute a roofie or something. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time, but when he doesn't. roofies just weren't shunned. But he doesn't have enough time to, like, get a roofie in unless absolute. Well, you know what? I shouldn't put it past those fucking Swedes. They're shoving roofies in their vodka all day long, aren't they? But that's the only situation in which. He could put roofies in there, right? Because you were cl- you were a second drinker. 
and I'm a first yeah. drinker. But there was no opportunity here in the reality well, of this movie where he could make put the it. drink. You don't know. Like in think about any movie where they add a roofie. Like it's so um, it's so sly and unnoticeable. The person standing right next to them doesn't even notice that it happens. So I got my it's just a little like of fizzy powder gets like dropped in. I got my just a little slide of hand wisdom teeth taken out when I was, I don't know, 32 or something. And I went to this soul fella. <laughs> he was probably, geez, I have a knack for finding these guys, but he was probably, I don't know, 77, 78, somewhere between 73 and 81. We'll say anywhere in there. He's like, you don't need to go under. We can just leverage these puppies out of there. It, it'll be fine. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, if you say so, we could do it now if you want. <sighs> Wasn't really planning on that, but uh, how about next week? Sure. Scheduled a time. Came in the next week. Put me down in the chair. Like, all right. I'll just give you a little needle in there, a little Novocaine. Be fine. The needle's oh the wor- worst part sometimes. You know, oh, good. Get yeah. that. I think the needle is under my tooth right now. It's coming out the other side, you know, in under my tongue. Now maybe it's piercing my mm-hmm. tongue. It's coming from the outside, going underneath my tooth, coming through the other side of my gum and piercing like whatever that's called underneath your tongue. All right. We'll let that sit in there. Two minutes. That's good. All right. Here we go. And he got what looked like a giant like flathead screwdriver and just jammed it underneath my tooth and started like leveraging like just like jamming it up out of there the the cracking brad the breaking and the the cracking and the the tension and the suction and and then the exclamations of like oh boy this this thing's a little bigger than i thought it was it's gonna be all right i will get this crack crack break oh boy i'm really sorry i didn't realize it was so big crack 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 boom wow look at that thing you might want to keep that all right there's one let's get the top one i don't think we're going to be able to do all four today but we can get the top one crack crack break 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 Sorry, I got a little crazy there. Oh my god, I'm feeling where it is. I'm sorry. I actually told it a little too much there. Actually brought me to a bad place. So much cracking, Brad. Ugh. So. No, there's no coming back from it. It hurts so bad. I've never been more in pain than that. In my life. So you got a total of four teeth out? Yeah, but the next time I did it, I went under. You did, so you I don't under. remember That's any of it. Was, that was going to be my next question. Okay. You learned that lesson. Yeah, but this has no application here. It's just a... <laughs> I guess he just got drugged and I went to a bad place because I remembered my <laughs> wisdom teeth getting... Yanked <laughs> <laughs> at him. Down on my head. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying you is like. You kind of wish you were drugged. What? You wish the blackness washed over you. That's what I'm saying is like the true like serum. Like steers took us. The true serum. The dude doesn't even remember it happening. So it's all a blur. So even though it's the darkest time that he's having, it's not that bad. You know, so right. maybe well, maybe the marmot. And the cricket bat has had the potential to be worse because, you know, he's naked. There could have been, like, bestiality nibbling and cricket bat demolishing. At least he doesn't uh, no, remember right. this. At least you're from right. the dude's he doesn't, perspective. Uh, yeah, from the dude's perspective, he's so kind of jolly over the whole thing. Even as it starts to get a little more serious here. So you're right. From his perspective... He didn't necessarily experience that way, but we as the audience are like, the wood chipper is going to be the next scene. 
This all was an elaborate ruse by the Cohen brothers to scar us horribly. I'm going to send you a link to Truth Serum. Because that is what this is. When you think that's what this is? I know it's what it is. If I may. You may. Go, go. Truth a quote, serum. Truth Serum is a colloquial name for any range of psychoactive medications used to obtain information from subjects who are unable or unwilling to provide it otherwise. Any information from the Truth Serum report is corroborated by further investigation. They have been used in the course for investigating civil and criminal cases and for the evaluation of psychotic patients in the practice of psychiatry. Pentothal. He put mm-hmm. pentothal in there. Sodium pentothal. That's what you always hear mm-hmm. in all the movies. Uh, SP something. I don't know. I used to know the entire elemental chart table of elements but not anymore even the breaking bad intro i don't know all of those and the little names that they put in the front of the credits which you wouldn't know about yeah i wouldn't know anything about that i wish i could remember why i started talking about getting molars leveraged out of my head it seemed to have to do relate to the time in which he was drugged i guess but, but that, I can't say that I I follow. Yeah. Well, trust me, I don't follow either. Just came washing over me like the darkness, I guess. It's <laughs> I went and then I went back to work because it was right across the street and I just walked across the street and went back to work for a little while. Oh, no. I do remember. That's right. I went back to work and I was there for about an hour. And then the Novocaine started to wear off. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh boy. Um, bad times ahead. Very, very bad times ahead. And luckily, my wife, her name is Leslie, as you may know, worked there also. And it's like, I got to get out of here because this, I have a prescription for some Vicodin and I need to get it immediately because I just got my gums jabbed, cut open and leveraged out like giant right. enamel bones got ripped out of my skull. It seemed okay. An hour ago. Now it's not okay. Must right. get the drugs. Please administer the drugs. We got to go get it's- the drugs, then administer the drugs. Like it, it takes a while to kick in, you know? Right. No, definitely. Got the yeah, Vicodin. Took the Vicodin. Yes. Okay, well, nothing essence, is happening. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Nothing is ha- Yes, in essence. Well, like, it's like this seems like a procedure that is not really any different than what they might have done a thousand years ago. It's so medieval. It's just like, I'm going to rip this out using... <laughs> Some some metal implements as best you I can. Can't. Rip <laughs> rip this out. There's no special little like oh I'm gonna make an incision here and then here and then we can like gently remove it or something like which is what yeah I kind of feel. No like incisions. Med- I mean, I, can't you point like a little light at it or rub a little salve on it? <laughs> you know incisions. Can we be done with incisions at this point? You know even an incision is bad, but they're like. They're like, I don't know. It's like a Clouseau movie, which you would know nothing about. And he's putting his foot up on my chest and getting the crowbar and just jamming it into my skull and just pulling down as hard as he can until it pops out. It's awful. But anyway, the don't derail me now, Brad. Because okay. I, I remembered what I was going to say. The Vicodins did nothing. Didn't even touch the pain let alone the bleeding and whatever else. But the pain, the pain was horrible. Didn't touch it. We had to go back and get hydrocodone. I found out later. Is that really any different? That's the same thing. Vicodin's like Little League. Oxycodone or hydrocodone? Whichever the Vicodin's stronger one hydrocodone. is. Hydrocodone. Oxycodone, oxycotton, oxycodone. 
Oxycontin is like, yeah, the more is the stronger stuff. Okay. Yes. Got that. Which That's is what, like, like Rush Limbaugh was addicted to. Which, what is it? Heroin, basically? I've heard that yeah, it's basically really sure, heroin. It could be. Yeah. So I got those. They gave me those shits. And I remember taking one and like all of a sudden I was walking. Thankfully, the living room was carpeted. And I guarantee you, I didn't feel any pain within about seven to nine minutes of taking one. And I was walking through the living room and I dropped something. I'm not sure what it was. And as I went to lean down to retrieve, maybe it was a dollar bill or like my keys or something. And I was, you know, going down to get it. I'm reaching down. Now I have to, I'm bending over. Because you have to bend at your waist, and then you got to move your arm through the air towards it, and you're getting closer, but then you have to keep bending at the waist, too, to get, you have to continue to get closer. you got to keep moving towards it. I think I got about halfway down. I'm like, well, that's going to take too long, and I just rewound and stood back up and went and fell down in the bed and just didn't think about anything again. But I had had a drink. But I had had a drink, Brad. I had had a drink of alcohol. That was my whole point from like 20 minutes ago or however long ago that was. So it just like, just boom, just put me out. I had about seven minutes of lucidity and I was done. Right. And that's what this dude has. Exactly. He's having a drink. Right. He has something in there. So he drugs him with the first drink. He's already truthy. He's kind of like 15-year-old kid because he says that to him before he finishes making the drink. Then he's like, you know what? Fuck you. And probably puts like straight alcohol. And that's the second drink. The second drink is alcohol. Boom. And that's where the dude is like, oh, my God. Once you mix them, you're done. It's over. Could uh, be. My point is, like, Jackie Treehorn doesn't trust what he's saying. 15-year-old kid, is this some kind of joke? So he's like, you know what, fuck you. I'm going to give you this, and then we're going to throw you out on the street, and you're going to get arrested. You wouldn't tell me the truth, even with the truthy serum? Fuck you, then. That was long-winded, but that was my point. Longest point ever taken to make. I got derailed by those molars, Brad. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no. I understand. I those are sound like very derailing molars. <laughs> Thank you for understanding. Yeah, that's not so that's you come, not cool, dude. You coming around to to first drinker or are you still stuck on second drinker? I it's hard. It's hard to say. Why? I mean, I could see that there's some evidence for first drinker. The dude's, like, attitude. He seems pretty cool. The fact that in reality it takes a while for these things to cut in. And then he gets shitty before the second drink comes into play. There's the fact that what? I'm sorry, I cut you off. No. Just the, I don't know. Like, in movie logic, it's usually like, oh, here's a drink. I'm slipping you a Mickey, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, that's it. So... I agree logically it's the first drink. However, I guess maybe my hesitation is on the fact that this movie is not governed by logic. So I cannot trust that logic. It's governed by Mova logic. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, I agree. And I was actually coming on board with you, but... The dude gets Movalogic drugged before the second drink is in play. It starts to happen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know, I can live. I do not. I will not vehemently deny that he does not slip him something in the first drink. Okay. That's good. That's where I'm going to have to just be with this. With this debate. Okay, I think I might vehemently deny, but I understand that you don't. 
because right. you're not as convinced of your own position as I am. All right. Good. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, w- I won't argue with you. I'm not sure, but I can't really argue with you. I mean, the dude's not acting any more fucked up than he normally is until 79, 16. And then he starts, like, settling in. He says, fucking the social studies. He's already starting to be all fucked up. And that's before he takes the first drink, isn't it? It's before he takes the first sip of the second drink. Right. That's what I mean. Right. Yes. Yes. And there was something, uh, I wish I could find the link, but there was something where they talked about, you know, although the dude consumed something like 16 or 18 white Russians, I, I don't know how many it is. Who gives a shit? But it's like they never show him totally inebriated except for this scene. This is the only one like the dude's in control. I think we talked about this with Camilo where, you know, he's a mature drinker that that was those weren't the words or he's a functional alcoholic. No, it was the the drunk of experience. Something like yeah, that wasn't our words. Right. But that was Camilo's words like the drunk of experience or he'll show up one of these days again. Experience drunk. But, you know, it doesn't take one white Russian when he cruises into a joint for him to start slurring his words and, like, words start to echo around. So I would submit, like, audio evidence that, you know, first drinkers are correct. I did try to uh, do some research to figure out what this song is in this minute. You couldn't do it? We talked about it last time, but I could not find I could find lots of websites where people were asking the question what is the song that plays after lujon did you shazam it but no one can know i did not shazam it that would have been my next step would have been you know would have been if i really cared that if much you cared that much you would have done but i don't you know, four seconds of extra work all right well i think we see uh where the cards have fallen at this point the backwards voices start at 79.40, so that would be in the corner of the second drinkers. I don't know if you noticed backwards the backwards voices. voices. No. So this is after the kid, 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 joke, 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 joke. Jackie's voice starts right. to, like, echo. Well, no, no, you know, it's it's actually just a second or two before that. There's a little, like, ominous swoosh that comes in. And then, right at 79.36, right before we cut back to Jackie with his smug little grin on his face, mm-hmm. there's a little backwards, like that. Okay. I mean, there are a lot of... Uh, and I think that's where the second like drinkers... effects get, happening. And that's where the second drinkers get a lot of their ammunition from, probably. Is that where the, you know... Is that where the little sound well, starts coming in? Sure. Like this, well, part of it just seems like this second drink just instantly hits him, right? And again, in most movie logic, you, you you take a sip of the drink and then you're done, right? If it's poison, you start like gagging and choking and die after your right. first sip. Right. You know, right. if it's something else, it just ha- you sip it and it happens, right? So that's what... Yeah, I mean, I get you. I get you. But I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, part of it is, like, did the Coens think about it this hard? Are we just overanalyzing it? I mean, maybe he was outside, and on his way up to the house, he had a roofie's lip to him. You never know. You never know. He could have been drinking for an hour and had any number of roofies slip to him before Jackie ever came walking up to the camera outside with the Ema 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 Sumac. Sumac playing which i now listen to on regular rotation yeah i put her on once in a while now she has some interesting music on there (sighs) she sure does man she has quite a range it's just one of those things sometimes i'm driving home and you know i don't want to listen to you know foreigner four again it's like oh what can i listen to i know foreigner records Wait, isn't mm-hmm. that isn't that just the greatest hits, is it? You know, I have this little back and forth myself. Well, I could listen to their first album. 
Ema Sumac's one of those artists that's like, there I go, I can put that on. I could, I got Farner and Ema Sumac. Do, yeah, do well, you, I don't have. Do you need a like, moment? Music, like that's like I'm so disconnected from music or discovering new music. Oh, why? That I'm just like, oh, Ema Sumac. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Oh, so you don't listen to Foreigner? I don't listen to Foreigner. I always get confused. Which one is Foreigner and which one is Journey? You know what? I was about to make fun of you, but I can see that. I can see that. You know, it's negative right, 22 point. degrees Fahrenheit in Oymyakon, Russia now. Right now, at this time. It's noon. Sorry. Well, you know, no, with wind chill. No, there's no wind. That's the temperature. That. Yeah. Right. Without the temperature, I wonder what it is right now here. Oh, it's it's balmy. It's 10. It's going to get down to 3. I wonder what a world with no temperature would be like. I'm going to be getting on the plane tomorrow while it's 3 degrees. What's it going to be like when you land, though? Where you have to get in the State College Airport. You have to, you like, there's not any like jetway or anything. You just walk out onto the tarmac. Do you want me to beep that out so all your fans don't descend on where you live? Because you never said that before. No, I think that's fine. Okay. You know, put the, uh, put the, uh, you know, it's like you have to go out with your trench coat. You got to hold your fedora down onto your head because the propellers are going to blow it off. Run up, run up onto the plane. It is kind of like that. Bogart at the end of right. Casablanca. Right. That's how that airport works. It I is. You have to do that while it's three degrees out with like negative 20 wind chill. Right. You don't have the nice little walkway down to the side of the airplane. You're just walking outside. That's where Jules lost her first and most precious ghee. Left it in that mm. airport. Gone forever. And we were like, no, it's being washed. Until we could find one that looked similar. <laughs> then we just bought that and gave it to her. Hey, look, we found it. <laughs> did it work? Oh, fuck, yes, it did. Good. We did tell her eventually, but, eh. Whatever. Yeah, once she was able to mentally handle it. Maybe a little before that, but good enough. Like, close enough. So... So we talked about keeping this episode down to an hour. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, hammer the shit there, in a little bit more, a yeah, little bit there, more, a couple things. Yeah, there's so, so I want I want to point out in this another drug related audio note. So the voices get all kid, 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 joke, 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 echoey like that. But the music, they don't make the music all crazy except right at 79.35 there's the saxophone goes and it has a little jab a little sax jab right. but the rest of it once it does that it's all like voices and sound effects the music then fades to the background and I think this is another like we're experiencing the audio from the dude's perspective the voice, and now he's like, wait a minute, something's wrong. I need to really pay attention to what people are saying because I think I might be in trouble thing. So it's like right. Jackie's voice, there it is. All effed up, can't understand it. My own voice, kind of slurred, I can't understand it. But the music, then, is just constant. Sounds the same. It's almost like providing a bed. You know, something that's got to, like, get us through this. And it's, I don't know, the music. They don't, they don't fuck right. with the music too much. Right. Although I do like how that saxophone jab comes in, like, at the right moment. I, I love it. It's great. It's like, it's almost like illustrating the, where the dude's attention is. He's just there chilling out. This is no big deal. I got this. I can actually, like, settle back. I'm listening to this weird music, which I like. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 I'm in trouble. Now I got to pay attention to voices. And then the music goes back into the, like, just like flatlined background. The voices are crazy now. I like it. I like it. It's a good job. Whether it makes oh, it sense, works. whether that analysis is valid, doesn't matter. It works. 
I think that analysis is probably bullshit, but whatever. And then we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Wu and the blonde treehorn thug come up at the end of this minute and they have switched shirts. They haven't switched shirts. <laughs> well, they switched them originally. They didn't switch them back, though. Oh, that they were wearing them when they collected him, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Although I was looking for it because at first I was like, oh, they switched right, shirts. Right. Like, that would be perfect if the shirts were switched yet again. I would have loved that. They're not, though. They're the same as when they picked him up with the board nailed. Damn it. Right. Yeah. And, he, and he calls them fellas. Like, he's seen them three times now. So he's almost on, like, a familiar basis with them. Hey, fellas. Mm-hmm. I know you. You can come in and dunk my head in the toilet anytime. And you can tell also, right at 79.47, now he's already taken a sip of the second drink. He knows. You can tell by the way he looks down at his drink like, I have been drugged. 15-year-old kid, we cut back to the dude we're moving in, and he kind of looks suspiciously at his drink like, oh, no. And he knows. And that's all I got. Kid just wanted a car. Kid just wanted a car. And another thing is like, they're they're back into this hitting the minutes. Be it with the dialogue or cutting, like they're hitting the minutes right on the minute with this one. Kid just wanted a car. Boom. Minutes done. Yep. The next minute We have a great line. Well, we do, but no, let's not just shout that out from the top of the poop deck. No. Next time on Gutter Balls. All we did, everyone, was just rock back. <laughs>